This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, go ahead. Um, good evening, everyone. We have the great honor of having Rabbi Groner from Or Yitzhak this evening. Uh, the sheer, this Chabura has been here, Baruch Hashem, for close to 15, maybe 17 years. We've been using electricity, their food, their warmth, and Mirza uh, Shem. Rabbi Groner will speak about the dinner that's coming up shortly. Okay, you're on. Okay, we're about to hear Harav Zechariah Wallstein's shir that emanates from Yeshiva Yitzchok every Tuesday night. And we're asking the people who enjoy this shir week after week to participate in our dinner campaign, which is taking place in the palace this January 18th, this Sunday night. Many thousands of hours of Torah are learned here throughout the week in Yeshiva Yitzchok. Besides this shir, and it is targeting young men who perhaps without or Yitzchok would be in danger of losing their connection to Torah learning and to growing in Yiddishkeit properly. We need your help. We're asking you to please show your Hakar Satayv for the wonderful Torah and work that goes on here all week long by going to our secure website. It's here on the paper, www.oryitzchokdinner.com. And any amount that you can contribute will help keeping this Kiddush Hashem going. And uh, you'll be part of this great success in being Marbek Vayt So please go to the website and help us out. Help us continue bringing you these wonderful shiurim. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay, are we all on? Everything's on? on, that is on. All is on. You don't have a clip for this? What? All right. So, we're going to go back a little bit first to um, last week's parsha, and then we'll we'll jump to <laughs> to this week's parsha. So, we talked about I've spoken about in the past few years something called spiritual DNA. Spiritual DNA means that a person, um, outside of having physical DNA, that we look like our parents, grandparents, color. Of your eyes, color of your hair. Um, actually, you know, um, there are diseases that are inherited, and there are traits that are inherited. So, just like there's a, there's a physical, there's a physical DNA. The, the, it talks a lot about the um, spiritual DNA. There's many places in the Torah we see spiritual DNA. We're all like Avraham Avinu. We're all Balei Chesed, spiritual DNA. The Benoi Salafchad fought to get Nachala and Eretz Yisrael because they came from Yosef. And Yosef had this special love for Eretz Yisrael. They wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. There's many places in, the, in, in you know, uh, there was jealousy and Cain killed Hevel. And then there was, you know, jealousy through, through the brothers. And it went down through, you know, through, through all the gender, you know, Yaakov, there was, there was, uh, Yishmael and, 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 well, that wasn't really jealous, but Yaakov and, and Esau. And then you had Yosef and the brothers and you had Cain and Hevel because her first Avera, and Chava did was, was because she was jealous of Hashem, that Hashem knew Toi and she didn't. So when a person does a certain affairs, when you have certain traits, you should know that if you don't break them, your kids are going to get them. And if you're able to break them, then your kids will be able to break certain teva, tivas that other kids won't be able to because they had a father or a grandfather. And, and, and you know, the, the thing of yichus, people talk about yichus, really the, what really yichus means is the spiritual DNA. Again, you know, yichus means nothing if you're not if you're not anything yourself. The uh, famous uh, big, uh, Rav Gifter said that yichus is a bunch of zeros. 
But if you put a one in front of it, then it does matter how many zeros you have. So if you have six zeros, you put a one in front of it, you have a million. So without the one, you have zeros. So what I've just said, it's what who you are. You can have you can be the a Rebbe's grandson, the Godel's grandson, but if you're not anything, then it's not going to help you. But that, that has a lot to do with spiritual DNA. Now, why am I talking about spiritual DNA? So, um, if we look in Pasha Shmos, right? So we talked last week about Vayetav Elokim Lemialdois that the best good that Hashem could do for the for the uh, midwives was that he that they were actually able to see their product they were able to see you know what they worked for they saw it come to fruition when it came to Moshe Rabbeinu and this is really what I'm talking about spiritual DNA so it says and Basparo came down to to bathe in the Nile and her girls were there she saw the little basket it's called the Teva because Moshe was a Gilgal of Noach Noach was in a Teva Moshe had to be in a Teva he had to be in the same place that Noach was it really should be called a Tene a Tene is a basket a Teva is a boat right she didn't put him in a boat she put him in a basket the reason the Chidot says and the Abbas Chaim says that it says the word Teva because Moshe Rabbeinu had to fix what he did wrong last time we're all here to fix something that we did wrong last time if you were really big tzaddikim, all you guys in the room, you wouldn't be here. You'd be in Ganeiden. But you all weren't big tzaddikim last time. But you also weren't big bad guys last time, because then you'd be in Gehenim. So we're all baining him. Right? So we have to fix, you know, we have to fix what went wrong last time. That's why we're here. And if you want to know what went wrong last time, you don't have to read your palm. What went wrong last time is what you're struggling the most with this time. If it's girls... Then that's what happened last time. If it's stinginess, then that's what happened last time. Whatever your Yetzirah is that you're struggling with, it's a Shmir Sinayim, you can't keep your eyes to yourself, then that's what you messed up last time. If that's the big struggle. Everybody has one big struggle, then about two billion little ones. But that big struggle, that's the chip that they put in your Neshama to send you back here. That's the chip that came back last time that's why you're here you weren't that bad or you wouldn't be here right you would have come back as a plant a bush a cat a stone a brick but we didn't we all came back as humans so we got a good shot at this we can all fix what happened when Shabbenu was a Gilgal of Noah Noah messed up he didn't save the world he saved himself and he saved his family but the rest of the world went down and he came back as Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu had the same chance where they made the Egel Hashem said I will destroy Klai Yisrael and from you will come the new Klai Yisrael the new world and here was Noah once again in the same pickle but this time he said no 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 Moshe Rabbeinu said I am not making that mistake again I am fixing this so he said, Mocheni no misifracha. Erase me from all your books. Mocheni, the word Mocheni stands for, Mei Noach. The same word. Mem ches nun yud stands for Mei Noach. The waters of Noach. He said, Mocheni no misifracha, guys. What did he say? Erase. Mocheni, Mei Noach. Erase 
the waters of Noach that is in your Sefer. I didn't do it again. So erase what my mistake, Hashem. I am fixing it. So may Noach, Machemi no please erase me what I did wrong, that I didn't save the world from your Sefer. And Moshe corrected his Gilgal, his Tikkun. And that's why he had to be put in a Teva. Because that's where Noah was in the Teva. And that's why the Apostle used the word Teva, even though it should have used the word Tenah. Because Tenah is a basket. Okay? But Tishlach is Masa, So she sent her maidservant, all we know, she sent her hand. Right? She sent her hands. But Tiftach, but she opened up this basket and she saw the child. And then the Pasik turns totally and says, And the young boy was crying. One second. She saw a child, a yelled. Either should say, She saw the nar and he was crying. Or she should say, What's going on over here? Right? What happened? So let's see what Rashi says. In Pasik Vav, he was a young boy, baby, but his voice was like a young man. There is an unbelievable Balaturim. And the Balaturim brings down, I don't know if he got it from the Yalkut Shimoni. The Yalkut Shimoni says the following. What is going on here? Little baby, he cried like a, a, a boy. Who, well, why would he cry like a boy if he's a little baby? So the Yakutshavani says it wasn't him crying. Says the Yakutshavani, guys, never forget what the Yakutshavani says. He says, Who was the Nar? Ze Aaron. Aaron was standing watching Moshe, Ubacha Olav. And he was crying for him. If you look in the Pasik, it says the following. But Tiftach, can you do me a favor? Can you get me a Mikreskidalis um Shemos? It says, But Tiftach, she opened it, but Tirayu is Hayelet, she saw the child. And the young boy was crying who was Aaron says the Akashimoni in the Balaturim. But Tachmo Olav, she had pity on the baby. But she said, it's a Jewish kid. How did she know it was a Jewish kid? She didn't check to see if he had a bris. Doesn't say that in the, in, in, in the Pasuk. How did she know it was a Jewish kid? So I heard this week in Detroit, Rabbi Lokic got up. He said an unbelievable shot. I was like, wow. Rabbi Lokic said, he read a medrash. I never. I thought I knew all the medrash. I know all of them, but I thought I knew this medrash. But he read it from the medrash Rama, and I never saw this medrash. It was fascinating. The medrash says that Esav, right? Esav wanted to kill Yaakov, but Esav did not want his father Yitzchak to see him killing Yaakov. So he went to Yishmael. And Yishmael and Yitzchak didn't get along. And he told Yishmael, you kill Yitzchak. And once you kill my father Yitzchak, I can kill my brother Yaakov. 
because my father's not alive anymore. And that way, he read it from inside. And that way, the two of us will inherit the world. Because we get rid of Yitzchak, we get rid of Yaakov, all that money that they had, goes now to Yishmael and Esau. And the Medrash says that Esau, in his mind, said that after Yishmael kills Yitzchak, and he kills Yaakov, he's going to kill Yishmael. And once he kills Yishmael, he gets everything. That was Esau. That's the story of the brothers in the Torah. Esau and Yishmael were... They weren't brothers, they were... He was his nephew, actually. But... He said something beautiful. So he said... That Batya knew... That in kingdoms... And now I don't want to say in what... But in kingdoms, in non-Jewish kingdoms... Brothers... Kill each other... To become the king. Because as long as my brother's alive... He's a threat to me. So in the kingdoms of Egypt and all Persia and all these other places... Brothers were always assassinating brothers. And here, she sees this little kid in a basket, and the brother, and the brother, right, the baby's not crying, the brother's crying, Aaron, because he's scared what's going to happen to his brother. He said, that, that can't be a guy. That, that can't be a non-Jew. Brothers don't act like that. That's a Jewish trait. That one brother should cry for the other brother. So the Pasuk says, This has to be a Jewish kid. This baby has to be a Jewish kid. Because if his brother is crying for him, is crying for him, because he's in danger, got to be a Jew. Wow. That's very cool. That is very cool. You're not as excited as I am. What can I tell you? All right, football probably excites you guys. I don't know. Baseball. Well, then you're not. You haven't been excited for a while. Balaturim. He Says the Balaturim. Maybe he's getting it from. Maybe he's getting it from the Alkan. I don't know. Says the Balaturim. Ze'aron. He was. He was hidden next to the the table to see what's going on. How do you know it was Aaron? You ready? Write this down. How do you know this is Aaron? Na'ar Bocher. The words, the young lad was crying, but Gematria is the same Gematria as Ze Aaron Akayim. Radev Shalom, Ayev Shalom, Aaron Akayim. Ze Aaron Akayim without a vowel. So Zayin Hey, you want to check it out? You want to see if it's true? Who has a pen? You have a pen back there? Do this for me. Na'ar. Nun is 50, iron is 70, is 120, is 120, plus race is 200, is 320, so write down 320, Boche is, base and Vav is 8, and Chaf is 28, and He is 5, is 28 and 5, is 33. What do we have all together? 353. What? 353. 353, okay. The Gematria of Nabokha is Zeh, Zion He is 12, write that down 12. Aharon is Aleph He is 6, Rash is 2, and Nun, so you're talking about 256. And Hakohen is He and 25, 30, 80. What is it equal? Yeah, so Too much math? 73 and 80 is 
348. No, no. No. No, no. Three, Can't be 348. You did the math wrong. Hakohen Hakohen equals 80. Okay, you got the number 80? Yeah. Okay. Zer equals 12. Aaron equals 256. 348. And what number do we have? 353. No, no. What is... What does Nar equal? Nar itself equals 2... Plus a hundred and fifty and seventy, a hundred and twenty. So now itself equals three twenty. Right. Okay. Bokeh equals thirty-three. Right, three five three. Now let's go to the other one. Aaron equals two hundred and fifty-six. Z equals twelve. And Hakohen equals 80. What does that equal? 3748. What? 348. So how, how much are we off? 5. So it must be that he's spelling Aaron with a vote. Yeah, one off is only one off is a gematria. So it must be that Aaron is spelled with a vav here. Then, then it's one off. One off is a gematria. One second. The Aaron Kohen without the hay with five off. So maybe it's the Aaron Kohen, not hot Kohen. One off in a gematria is is, is, is close enough. The word itself. What? No, no. If you do, if you take the six away, you take the six away. I don't know. Unless it's calling an iron with a vav, right? There will be, there will be, right? So it's got to be, it's got to be iron with a vav, and, and it's one. One off the gematria is what? One off the gematria is so you just you, one off in a gematria is still the gematria. They give you one. They don't give you two, but they give you one. Okay. Anyway, it was iron. So that's why. She realized it must be Miyaliism. Okay. Now, let's talk about Moshe Rabbeinu. So, Basparo names, names Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, because I, I took him out of the water. And you got to hear this, Yalkut. Yalkut says the following. So he had he had many different names. Yaakov says like this. His father, Moshe Rabbeinu's father, called him Chaver. He named him Chaver because because of him Chuba and Ishtai. Because of Moshe Rabbeinu, they got back together. So he called him Chaver. He also called him Chaver because Shechibet Yisrael Avim Shishmayim. Moshe Rabbeinu connected Klaistro with God. Okay. Emo, Moshe Rabbeinu's mother, Carla Yukasiel, called him Yukasiel. Okay, so now we have two names so far, Chover and Yukasiel. His sister Miriam called him Yered. 
because because of him she went down to the Yar. Okay, so she called him Yared. His brother Aaron called him Avi. Hey, name Avi. Avi Zanuach. Okay, fine. He brought, also brought back Amr, the, the mother and father together. And Kahas called him Avi Soho. And Kleisro called him Shmaya. Ben Nisanel. Because in their days, Hashem heard their cries. And somebody else says that his grandfather, Kahaj, called him Avi Gadar. Okay, so he had all these different names. But Lamaisa, the name that stuck, all these Hebrew names, the name that stuck was Moshe. Why? It's an Egyptian name, it's not a Jewish name. Why did this name stick? And the Terex is that the source of a person, of every single person, is their name. And many times before you make a bris for your son, for your children, or you're naming your daughter, I know a guy that called me to help him the night before he was going to shul to name his daughter, and we went over the different names, and we were going back and forth, and then we came up with a name that both sides would be happy with, and then he calls me on his way to shul and says, you know, my wife just called me. She doesn't really like those names. She thought of this name, this is what she wants. I'm like, are you guys happy with it? We're very happy. And we told my parents and they don't mind. I'm like, so whatever, the name comes right before you name him, comes down from Shemayim, that is your passcode. That's your password. Your name has a pasuk, right? My, my name is Zechariah. When you're supposed to know your pasuk because when you come to Shemayim, that's like, that's your password. So every person has a everyone everyone has a pasuk, and that's your source. That's who you are. My Rebbe always says, "Are you living up to your name?" My name is Zechariah. Zechariah Hashem. When someone sees you, does he remember Hashem? So everybody's name is their source. Of all these names, and they had Yered, all these different names, right? Shmaya, great name, you know? Of all these different names, the source that Hashem wanted him to have was Moshe. Why? And the answer is, to be a leader of Klai Yisrael, you have to have that skill that Bachabas Paro had. And what was that? There was no way that she could reach Moshe Rabbeinu. He was way out in the Nile River. She stuck her hand out. Her hand could not reach Moshe Rabbeinu. And as the Medrash says, her hand, I remember as a kid, you know, we used to have this little doll called Gumby. You pull it and you pull it in all these different directions. And I'm thinking she was like Gumby, you know. She put her hand out and just kept going and going and going, right? So, the question is, why Hashem have to make a miracle? We need a miracle here. You know, when you need a miracle, you need a miracle. We need a miracle. This little kid's in a basket, bring a wind, and blow the basket to the shore. You have to make a human hand stretch for miles or whatever, thousands of feet. Bring a wind, a little wave, and bring the basket to her. And the answer is, 
that he had to have in his being, in his DNA, his spiritual DNA, which came from his name, the ability that even if you something's impossible, you're going to put your hand on and try. Like I said, the Wayne Gretzky, the great hockey player, said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You got to take the shot. You got to take the shot. If you don't take the shot, it can't go in. Right? You have to take the shot. So she knew she couldn't reach it. What are you, what are you putting your hand out? And the answer is, my job, we talk about this all the time, my job is to put my hand out. It's to try to save this person. Hashem, your job is to make it happen. If I put my hand out and it doesn't stretch, it's not meant to be. But if I don't put my hand out, it might have been meant to be. But I didn't. You know the famous story with this guy went to the Rebbe and he begged him 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 and he begged him. Rebbe, Rebbe, I'm so poor, I have no food. Could you give me the numbers to the lotto? It's a true story. And the Rebbe said, I don't know, we're not supposed to really get involved, whatever it is. Anyway, they will stay short. Rebbe went to sleep that night, they showed him from Shemayim. The numbers, he tells the guy the numbers, the guy writes down the numbers. Fine. Next week, the guy comes back. Rebbe, you gotta help me, I have no money. Rebbe says, what do you mean? I gave you the numbers. And, and, and I saw that the numbers came out. I'm like, what, what happened? He goes, I didn't buy a ticket. He said, so, what are you gonna do with the numbers if you don't buy a ticket? So many of us have the numbers, we just don't buy the ticket. We don't put our hands out. We don't try. We're so scared of failure that we don't try. How many times have I heard million billionaires, you know, people who didn't make it sitting in a room and saying, I can't believe he built, he bought that building and flipped it a year later for, for a two million dollar profit. I wanted to do that. So why didn't you? You know, Monday morning quarterback, Tuesday morning quarterback. Right? I should have, I could have, I would have. So Bajabas Paro, Hashem made a miracle here, because Moshe's name had to be Minhamayat Mishisiu. That when something looks like Mun from Shemayim, we don't I might see Lechem Min Hashemayim instead of Ha'aret. Mun from Shemayim, water from a rock, splitting of the Yam. These are impossible things. They're not normal, they're against nature. So so if my name, if that's my name, that the whole, my whole creation, my whole, who I am, is somebody putting out their hand that can't reach me, and Hashem making a miracle to reach me, if that's my source, I could do anything. So that's the name that stuck. That's the name that stuck. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's leadership, that's leadership material. And many of us, I'm not talking to anyone who's doing that for sure, but many of us, we just, we just are scared of failure. Or we just like, like, I can't do that. How many times I hear that a day? I can't even tell you how many times I hear that a day. I can't, I can't do that. Like, last night I was talking to a girl, and I said, you have to change one midah. I want you to go home. I want you to change one midah. You got a lot of things going that you do wrong at home. I just want you to take one midah and change it. I, I can't do that. I'm like, you got to do that. I, I'm, I, I'm not coaching you unless you get on the court. And if you're not going to change one mida, you're not going to give me one mida, we went over a whole list of things she does wrong, I'm like, just one mida, put your laundry in a bag instead of throwing it on the floor, just give me one thing. I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm like, it's not going to happen. I can't, I'm not doing your laundry for you. I'm not putting it in a bag. You, you have to, 
Yeah, but if I do that, how's that going to help this, 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 this? How's it going to help number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? And see, now it's going to help it. You're going to look in the mirror and say, I never thought I could do that. If I did that, maybe I could do this. And then you do number two, and it's like, oh man, I did one and two. That was impossible. I could do three. And all of a sudden, you're step by step by step by step by step. If you don't put your hand out, if she wouldn't have put her hand out, Moshe Rabbeinu would have stayed out there in the water and maybe died. According to the measure, she would have. So, became part of him. Now, let me tell you what happens, boys, on spiritual DNA. Became part of him. It became part of him. Now, the first thing, and I'm going to keep saying this, and I was in Detroit, and I spoke about this a lot. The biggest problem today is not that people are not good, and not that people don't want to help, is that people are so busy that they just don't see. It's like, oh, oh my God, I didn't see you. Boom, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm like, how come you didn't hold open the door? You know, I was in I was in Shul the other day, and I'm coming into Shul, and this kid in front of me, and like he opens the door and just like slams right in my face. He was coming into Shul, I'm going out of Shul. He didn't hold it open, he just opened it and just let go. And he just and I'm like, you know me, I don't I, I don't shut up. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, you come here for a second, I gotta ask you something. He goes, what? I'm like, you just slam the door on my face. He's like, Oh, I'm I'm so sorry I didn't see you. Like that's the problem. You ran over somebody and you said I didn't see you. You ran over him. So the the first thing in Chesed, because you can't help anybody, you can't see a little kid stuck out in the Nile River if you don't look, right? The first thing you need to do is stop looking at your iPhone and everything else in the world, at yourself in the mirror, but to look at like by Yar, by Avram Avino that I spoke about. So the first thing that you see here is, right, she went down, she had Shiraz, she went down to become a Jew, because she was getting, she was doing mikvah, to, to, she was doing mikvah to become a Jew, that's most of the Mephoshim say, she get rid of all her avoid Zara, and she, she came down to, 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 to go to the mikvah, like a woman who becomes a ger, right? What's the first, what's the first thing she did? She saw it. Because if you don't see the basket, you're not going to save the kid. You're not going to be able to put out your hand. Now, now that midah of first seeing and then helping went right into, right into Moshe Abenu. Why? Because if you look at what happens with Moshe Abenu, Moshe, right? Moshe became very big. He was supposed to be the next pharaoh. He was, the, he was the, the prince of Egypt. He was supposed to be the next pharaoh. He became very big. Vayidah means he became big in Mitzrayim. He was very respected. Right? And he went out to his brothers. He went out into Egypt. And he saw their pain. He didn't just go out and, 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 and pick up the newspaper and go out shopping and go to the movies and whatever it is. Now, this is very important. Once by Yavisiv Loisam, once he saw that general that they're in trouble, the Sivloisam that they're in pain, the next word is by Yar Ishmitri. He saw the situation, and then he saw a individual hitting a Jew. So he had this he had this Mila 
that he had the ability, which we'll see soon later on, he had the ability to not take things for granted, to be able to walk out and see one person, right, you know, almost trying, see one person get beat up. Because he was able to focus on what he saw. She was able to see the basket. He was able to see this mitri. And this is what made him the leader of Klaishwam, which you see very soon, right? Bayarish mitri right? The word Bayar is three times in one in two psukim, right? ish, and he saw that that what's it called? That there was no one coming out of this person. Okay. So we had this media of being able to see someone in trouble, right? And we saw that in the other parasha by Yosef HaTzadik that what saved him and saved Klaistrol and saved the world was that he saw that those two two guys were not doing well. They were able to see that. Avram Avinu, Vayar, he was able to see that the, the Malachim, right, that he needs of Allah. So you see this very often in the Torah, this being able to see. And our problem is that we don't see nothing. Somebody can be dying right in front of us. We're so busy, we don't see anything. And that was what Hashem was looking for in Moshe Rabbeinu. So what made him a leader, first of all, was that he actually saw the Jews, he saw the pain, he saw the individual Jew. You could be a teacher, and you could have 30 kids in the room, and you might see that your class is not doing well. But that's not enough. You have to see the individual in your class that's not doing well. It's not good enough to see the general, to see the individual. He went out, he saw but he also saw the singular Jew that was getting beat up. The one single Jew that was getting beat up. But where does this come in to really play? So there's a Pasuk in this in last week's parasha. It's very hard to understand. So he's walking he's walking in the desert, right? And it says the following, it's very hard to understand this. It says this this is what the Pasuk says. Bainagas that saw and he's in the midbar, and he came to Haralokim. And a malach appeared. A malach appeared in a flame that was inside the bush, the burning bush. And he saw something they didn't understand. This thorn bush, or whatever bush it was, is burning, but the leaves are not burning. He says, Nechal, right, he, it, 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 it bothered him. Now, really what bothered him was that this, if you look in Rashi, Rashi says that it was Libo shall eish k'moy lev hashamayim. So, why wasn't, the, why wasn't the fire burning the bush? Because the fire was a spiritual fire. And what Hashem was trying to show Moshe Rabbeinu is that just because you're in Kailal, or just because you're learning Torah, doesn't mean that you don't have, that you're not connected to the Gashmi's world. That He showed him that you're not, by giving time to learn, you're not losing anything. In other words, the fire is not burning the bush. The fire which is Torah, the bush which is this world, don't think you're losing anything. You're not losing anything. It's not destroying the bush. They can coexist. Gashmias and Ruchlias can coexist because the, the whole mile of why we're in this world is to take the Gashmias, the apple, and make a boy of and bring it up. 
So he saw this. He said, But if it's, if it's spiritual, why isn't it just eating up all the physical? But Hashem did not talk to him, guys. Everyone thinks Hashem talked to him from the bush. Hashem didn't talk to him. There was a malach in the bush, there was a fire in the bush. He wondered, like, what's going on here? But nothing happened. Then the Pasik says, Hashem saw that Moshe Abenu stopped, turned to see what's going on. And then Hashem decided to talk to him. And Hashem said, Moshe, Moshe. It seems to be that the Pasik is telling us, because he turned to look, Hashem decided to talk to him. Had he not turned to look, Hashem wouldn't have talked to him. And the Medrash says that that's very true. And the Medrash says that the reason Hashem spoke to him is that to be a leader, to be a parent, to be a Rebbe, to be a leader in Klai Yisrael, everything has to bother you. If something's not normal, if something's a little different, if a kid's not acting in your class, like all of a sudden he's in sixth grade, he's an Aleph student, all of a sudden he's a base student, but suddenly you have to stop what's going on with this bush. Because the, the, the age is Tyra. What, what's going on over here? Whether it's Gashmias, whether it's the bush, which is Gashmias, or the age, which is Ruchmias, if you see that something's not normal, something's wrong, you can't just walk by. So I, the Pasuk says, when Hashem saw that Moshe Rabbeinu stopped to look what's going on here, that's my leader. That's my leader. My leader has to be a person that, number one, will stretch his hand out when things are impossible. Nothing to him will be impossible. He will put his hand out when it looks, when the, the thing that you, the goal is very, very far away because he understands that Hashem is, the, Hashem is running the world. And then the second point, that he stops to look when there's something wrong. He doesn't just go by, just walk by. It's not my problem. How many people just feel like, it's not my problem. This person is not my problem. It's not my problem. You know, a guy came to me today. He's married, I don't know, 20 years. He doesn't have children. So he's collecting money. He keeps trying to do these things to have children, whatever it is. It's not my problem. My, my problem, you don't have children. That's your problem. It's not my problem. The answer is no. He's part of class. Well, he is your problem. Everybody's your problem. The cloud, in, in, as a group, Right? If Christ full of suffering, and as a private person, as each single person that's suffering, that is our problem. And that was the quality he had, and that was, that came from, what's it called? That came from being named Moshe. Now it's very interesting that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God, uses the same Russian. Because when he's talking to Moshe Rabbeinu, he tells him to take off his shoes. But Yehima Hashem, Hashem says, Ra'o Ra'isi es ani ami Hashem v'mitzrayim. He says, I see their pain, b'shomati, and I hear, it's akasim shomati, and I hear their, their cries. Because Baruch also, Baruch is saying, you want to be a leader, you have to be able to see another, you have to be able to see another person's pain. And, and that's a very, very big lesson. And you see Moshe Rabbeinu throughout the Torah, this his name was 100%. He did things that were impossible. But that was his source. That's why Hashem didn't let any other name stick. That was the name that had to stick, which which ended up coming from Batya. There's a very beautiful Medjit um, Tachuma 
about Aaron and um, and Aaron the Moshe Rabbeinu. So, well, first of all, talking about sticking. So in in Shemos, I just can imagine this happening. I've seen it happen in other things. It's a very interesting Medjushan Chuma. The Medjushan Chuma says that Moshe and Aaron gathered all the Zakanim and went to Paro, right? He says the following. He says that all the way back in the time of, of uh, Aram and Yitzhak and Yaakov, which was given over to Yosef, Hashem said that the Goel, how are you going to know who the real Redeemer is from Mitzrayim? He's going to come and he's going to say, Poko Pekadati. And the guy who comes and says, Poko Pekadati, right, that Hashem will take accounting of you, he's the right one. Moshe came with the secret code to Klai Yisro. The nation believed in Moshe. He's the right one. He got the code. Right? So Moshe and Aaron said, Come with us. Let's go to talk to Paro. So the Jewish people were working, but the elders, the Jewish elders were not. So So he gathered the 70s that came in and he said, let's go to Paro, let's tell him that he's got to let the Jews out. But what happened? What happened? Slowly but surely, while they were walking, the elders would, st- would stealthily lag behind one at a time, two at a time. By the time they got to the palace, they were all gone. He turned around and he's like, uh-oh, my backup's not here, right? There wasn't one left. How do we know that? Because the Pesach says, Moshe Aaron. only Moshe and Aaron showed up, right? The Heichen has Chenim, where are the elders? They left, they left, they left. Pays back me the Kinegamida. You guys walked out on Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron? You guys were supposed to be the leaders of Christ well? You backed away? Chayechem, Hashem says, on your life, Shani Perelechem, I am going to pay you back. You are going to get punished for this. Amosai, when did they get punished? Bishosha, all the Moshe Aaron and the Zakanim went to Sinai, the Kalos HaTorah, Moshe and Aaron and the Zakanim went to Sinai to get the Torah. Hashem said, not them. They didn't follow you in hard times. They don't go up on Sinai. And that's why, and a good book who said, you got, they have to go back. So the people who, st- who's, the people who stand behind the good people, a good will reward them. The people who, who back away one at a time, they're going to pay the price. You have to support, you have to support, you have to support the leaders. Okay, I, there's a lot of measures and a lot of stuff, but there's really a different subject that I want to hop before we close this year. So, had a very heavy discussion in my seminary this week. And we've talked about this many times. Um, and then maybe if we have time, I'll tell you a, a, a crazy Akashamani. Um, and the discussion was marriage, um, relationships, and what the word love means. Which means the word love, ahava, comes from the word have, means, means, means to give. But I don't think that's the total translation of it. And we had this whole big argument in my class. 
and I would like to bring it because I think it's very, very important. So Kishbaruch asks us to love him, right? We, we say in Kriya Shema, right? B'chol levavcha, b'chol nafshcha, b'chol modecha. Nafshcha is your soul, modecha, right? So, how do I love Hashem with my soul? Modecha is with your money, right? And levavcha is with your heart. Manashtana, like if I ask you guys in this room, what does that mean to love Hashem with your... You know, what's the difference? If I love him with my heart, don't I love him with my soul? If I love him with my soul, don't I love him with my heart? What's the difference? B'chol levavcha? Right, so it, it, it talks about the, the different. You know, it's brought down in many places. Modach is your money, and Nafshka is, is, is your ruchnius, and Lavavcha is your gashmis, and other other different mixtures and what these words mean. I think the Gemara, the, the Gemara even talks about this. But I think that they all three have the same common denominator, and this is very very important. And I promised my girls that I would talk to them about to the boys because they very much feel that boys don't don't get this at all. And this has nothing to do with how from you are, how not from you are. It's just, it's just a concept that you, that you have to understand. So we got into this whole thing because some teacher got up and said that, um, what was the question? The question was like this. If you have a zivug, if everybody, this was their question. If you come down to this world, so everybody's supposed, it's 40 days before this was born. So they say this boy to this girl, Right? So they ask the question, what happens if the boy dies in a car accident when he's 10 years old? So now she doesn't have a zivug. So every person, every girl or boy that dies from cancer or something else, before they get married, what happens to the other half? Very good question. What happens to the other half? They have to die also? Like, like how are they ever going to get married? So these kids came all creeped out into my class after this class, and they're like, hey, Wallace, does that mean it's possible I don't have a zivug? Maybe he died? You know, does everyone have a Z-book? Is it automatically that everybody has a Z-book? I'm like, just go out and get married. Like, don't ask me so many questions. Don't ask me so many questions, but it's a very good question. So, this is Zivik Rishon, Zivik Shani, Zivik Shlishi, Really? Most people probably don't marry their Zivik Rishon. Because what happens, I'm saying Rav Chaim Vital right now. This is a totally Rav Chaim Vital. So, Rav Chaim Vital says that a neshama comes out to the world as a female and a male, because that makes a whole neshama, and it splits. And half the neshama goes to the female, and half the neshama goes to the male. You bring them back together, you get the whole neshama, right? And that produces children. We know that by, by Nadav and Avihu, Aaron's children, they both did not want to get married. They felt that they were so holy that marriage, because of Nida and Tumah, and, and, and all the things that happened that they won't be able to hold the holiness that they want so they decided not to get married one of the reasons that they died was they brought an age Zara another reason was they passed in front of their uh, in front of Moshe Ben in front of the Rebbe but one of the reasons is that they didn't want to have any children right who else died because they didn't want to have any children Erev Onan right Yehuda's two children died because they didn't want to have any children because they didn't want their wives to lose their shape lose their figure so it says they didn't want their wives to lose their figure so they didn't want to have children they died Nadim and Avihu didn't want to have children they died they were each a half and a shama. And it's brought down that who was their Gilgal? Pinchas. Pinchas was their Gilgal. So Pinchas was actually each half. Two halves of another Vaviyu. And that was his neshama. And then Pinchas became who? Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Navi had to do tikkun. What was the tikkun? What was the avera that another Vaviyu did? The avera, the real big avera that another Vaviyu did was that 
they were waiting for an H to come from Shemayim to open up the Mishkan, and they didn't wait, they brought their own fire, and then everyone said, oh, God can't, God can't send down a fire, they had to, so it was a Chil Hashem, because that Chil Hashem, that they put an H Zorah on the Mizbeach, they died. They went into Pinchas, Pinchas became Eliyahu, Eliyahu's was masaking it, as everyone knows the story with the, with the Nevi'e Habal, that they made him his Bayach, he made him his Bayach, they made him his Bayach, they screamed to their Abu Dizar that a fire should come down, a whole day they were screaming, it didn't happen, he waited till the end of the day, till they finished screaming, the blood was coming out of their eyes, they were screaming so much, because they put a man in the Mizbeach underneath, it was hollow, with a fire, so that when they would scream fire, he would light the fire, and everybody would think that it came from Shemayim, they had this whole setup, a snake came, killed the guy that was in the, that was in the Mizbeach, and the other sat there and said, why don't you yell a little louder, you know, it doesn't seem to be our buddies are here, the whole day, the whole day, finally at the end of the day, the said, okay, he poured water all over the Mizbeach, he said, Hashem, show him where it's at. Fire came down, burnt the homeless back. The animal, the back, the wood, boom, gone. Hashem said, oh, another, you can come back to Shemayim now, it's done. You were misaking what another review did wrong. What did they do wrong? They brought an H Zara. They were in a rush. They made a Chil Hashem. They should have waited. Yonavi waited a whole day. And he made a Kiddush Hashem. So him waiting, fixed for them not waiting, his Kiddush Hashem finished, that, finished the Chil Hashem, no reason to be here anymore. Goodbye. Well, you know, he goes to Shemayim alive. So we see that he got both those those two neshamas because they didn't marry a girl. They didn't fill up. The, they didn't fill the neshama. And 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 there are. So I don't want to scare you guys, but there's Smarim and Zayir talks about this a lot. That you need to get married because in Shemayim it's not good if you're not married. You need to get married. A person has to be has to be married. A person has to be married. Okay. Now the reason that we have divorce. In Judaism, the reason we have divorce in Judaism is because what happens if, I'll tell you, Rav Chaim Vital, it's a dangerous Chaim Vital, but I'm telling it to you anyway. What happens if this neshama comes down, girl, female, male, female becomes a tzedekistah. Male goes off to derech. They're never going to meet each other. This guy, he's in Arizona somewhere. She is in BJJ in, 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 in Yerushalayim. This is not happening. So what happens? Says Hashem is mezavik zvugim. So Hashem, there's another couple like this, except it's the other way around. Here the girl went on the derech, the boy went off the derech, but there's another couple where the boy, the boy went on the derech and the girl went off the derech. So this boy that went on the derech marries this boy who went on the derech now marries this girl who went on the derech, and this boy who went off the derech marries that other guy's half who went off the derech. So this guy's married to the wrong half, and this guy's married to the wrong half. And kacha, 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 kacha. Now, can that, can that last? Absolutely, 100%. Could that work? Could they have children? Absolutely, 100%. And he says that. Why should she end but, up What? Why she's she not suffering. She's getting a good boy. He's a topic. He wasn't really, he was reaching. Right. It's not important. It doesn't have to be. So today, according to the Rechaim Vital, it doesn't have to be. So how's it going to work? Right? And you see that it does work many times. Right? Because really... I shouldn't say this when we get into trouble, but <laughs> if it's the real neshama, zivug, they look like each other. That's what he says. What? That's what he says. So now, every time you go out with a girl, you're like, she doesn't look like me, I'm not going out with her again. Right? You can't, you can't feel it. By the way, it says that when two people are married for a long time, they begin to look like each other. I guess by the time you're 90, you pretty much look like each other anyway. <laughs> right? Whatever. But anyway, so so it's so much movement. There's so much movement. 
this crazy movement in this one marrying this one and children from this one marrying that one. It, it's, and that's what Hashem does the Gemara says he's Mizavik Zvugim he's got he, he moves all these pieces around now I know a lot of people that do not look like each other have amazing marriages I know people who look like each other and it's not good so 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 what makes it work so what makes it work so what again this is my opinion but what makes it work is something that boys have a very hard time doing we of this of the species of girls and of girls and men, men and women we are much more selfish it's the way we are we just are we're much more selfish and it's natural that we're much more selfish because the woman if she's not created to share she's not nursing her baby she's not dressing her baby she's not diapering her baby she's not taking care of the household she's not cooking for her family that's all anti-being selfish if you're selfish you don't do anything you expect anyone to do everything for you so a woman naturally can't be selfish if she's going to be selfish her kid's going to die of starvation she has to nurse the child she has to diaper the child right? so, so we are automatically creatures that we are much more selfish that's why we need midos and learning and, and learning and 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 all these different things even though girls learn it also they don't really need it nearly as much as we do that, that's for sure now really loving somebody means that for instance your wife gives you a list to go shopping for Shabbos I always meet guys in Pomegranate and other places you know everybody has a list so it used to be a piece of paper and you marked it off with a pen. Now everybody has their phones, right? And they have the list. And of course you know that you're going to come home and on your way in the car, on your way, she's going to call you up and say, oh, I forgot something. Are you still there? And you're like, uh, well, sort of. Because you don't want to get her upset. Meanwhile, you have to turn around the car, go back, wait online for one item, right? Because there's always that one item you need to get. But, so, so you're in the store, you did your list. You happen to know your wife loves Snapple. Cranberry Raspberry Diet Snapple. It's not on the list. It's not on the list. She just every time you go out somewhere or you drive somewhere and you stop and you say, What can I get you? Get me a cranberry raspberry diet snapple. You know that. But it's not on your list. Now you go ahead and you buy that. You don't want anything from her. That's not why you're buying it. Okay? You're buying it. This is very deep. You're buying it because when she's happy, that's something that makes you happy. That's a crazy level. In other words, when the other person, what makes me happy? When the other person is happy. So, even though I'm not, it's not on the list, and she's going to be very thankful that I bought the list. When I handed that snap, I'm like, eh, Snapple, huh? remember it, yeah, right? And she's like, wow, I can't believe you did that. That's all I want. All I want in my life is that she should be happy. That's love. That's what Hashem wants from us. I'm not doing a mitzvah because I want something. I'm doing a mitzvah because Hashem created the world. And the way He created the world, right, is that for a Jew, there's, there's 613 mitzvahs. And if, again, how do you explain Hashem being happy or not happy? But I know that if I stay an extra five minutes by davening, I'm not required. 
What does that mean? Who knows the expression for that? Anyone know the expression for that? When you do something extra. Going beyond the light of the world. Yeah, what is that called in Hebrew? Lufnim Mishuras Hadin. Lufnim Mishuras Hadin. What does Lufnim Mishuras Hadin mean? You told me I have to daven and I have to daven all this stuff. What does it mean, Lufnim Mishuras Hadin? What does that mean? That means that I am doing it. It's not on the list. It's not on the list. I am doing it because this is what makes you happy. That's Lufnav Shechah. That in spirituality, or with my money, or whatever I do, Hashem, my interest, my interest, is to make my God proud. That's it. I don't want nothing from you. I don't got no list. I just want to bring you diet raspberry snapple, because you love diet raspberry snapple. I want to do a Kiddush Hashem, because... That's what makes you happy. Getting up on the bus and someone saying, a Jew is just brought up differently. Nobody else got up on the bus. That's love. That's loving HaKadosh Baruch That's why when you run out after, in the middle of davening, before a lady, when you take your tool off and you run out, it's sort of, yeah, I did the list. I brought home the list. But you knew that I like diets and it's there in the first row why didn't you bring one home I'm not angry I'm not upset why didn't you bring one home because because I don't love you I, I, I fulfill my requirements but I don't go the extra step how do you get to that extra step Rayar if you're so busy that you don't see what's going on you can't get to that extra step if you're in pomegranate and you did your list you're not even going to see the snapple you're not going to look for it you're not going to see it. And sometimes if you would see it, then it would remind you, oh, snap, I'm a my wife. I'm just giving you an example, right? But if you don't see, if you're so busy with me, with what I want, what I need, I only see what I want, what I need, I don't see anybody else, you can never get to that level. And you can never have a healthy relationship. And that's why I told the girls, I don't care. Zivul, coming down, splitting up, going to the left, going to the right. I made a statement in, in seminary on Monday and I said, I guarantee you that you put two people together who are not, what do they call that, soulmates. But both of them have midos, that marriage will be amazing. Put two soulmates together who do not have midos, they'll be killing each other. The, the, the glue, the devek, right? Because it's called devek. It says, the davak be ishtar. Why? That's a weird lashon. Right? It says, the davak be you should be glued to your wife. Why does he use the word do? In the Torah, in Bereshit, it says, the davak be That's weird, right? And the answer is glue. What is glue? Glue is a different, is, a, is not the same substance as the two things you're putting together. Glue is a third substance. In other words, if I, if I want to, if I, if I want to put glass together, so I melt the glass and I re-blow it. Right? So the same substance, the same substance stays together. But glue, I could take this cup and this chumish, and if I use a devek, I can glue them together. If it's all plastic, I don't need I don't need glue. I can melt the plastic and re-blow the plastic. I don't need it. I don't need glue. Glue is something when two different objects, you want to put them together, glue. So by a ish the Torah uses 
The perfect Lashon. What's the perfect Lashon? Demek. Because we're so different. We are so different. A woman and a man. So how are you going to put them together? Devek. What's the Devek? What's the Devek? No, the Shachan's not the Devek. Shachan's out of there once they get married. The Devek is a Kodesh Baruch The Devek is Eish, right? You have Eish and Eish. The difference, what's the difference? Is a hay, right? It has a hay in it. The hay brings the two Eishes together. So, I'll, I'll end with this thought. This is something that I heard many, many years ago and I had this whole, had a very terrible situation with a, with a, um, a husband and a wife, a very terrible situation. And I was trying to give them a marshal. I think this is the best marshal I ever heard in my life. So, you take a girl, you take a boy, you want to marry them, right? Two ice cubes. You take two ice cubes and you put them in a cup, right? If you heat up the cup, what happens? They melt. When they melt, what happens? They become one. Even if you refreeze it, it's still one object. It will always stay as one object. So I said to them, there were two ice cubes, big time, right? I'm like, there's no ash in there, there's no fire, there's no, there's no fire in their marriage, there's no ruchnius, because ruchnius is really the ash in the snack. I said, you don't learn, he doesn't daven, there's no kedusha, there's no connection to Hashem, right? And, and, and they thought that by going to movies and going and all this tumma stuff and going to clubs, right? And they just it's just not happening. And I'm like, you're two ice cubes. All that stuff is ice. There's no there's no real fire. We know the stuff, and we talked about this. The satan is black. It's, the, the, in, in Kabbalah, in Kabbalah, the satan is like black ice. He has no warmth whatsoever. That's why he can't touch in the shama. He cannot touch in the shama. So. I said, the two of you got married, and they're married for a while, and they're killing each other. I'm like, the two of you got married, yeah, there's two ice cubes, and, and, and they're not, they'll never get together. If they're in the freezer, and you have two ice cubes, there's still gonna always be two ice cubes. I said, you guys are in the freezer. All this schmutz that you're going to, that's, that's the ice of the Satan. You know, there's a Gehenna made out of shelleg. It's his Gehenna. It's made out of ice. Right? There's two Gehenna. There's H and there's shelleg. I said, and you, you two are in this cup and you have no kedusha whatsoever. I said, maybe if you would learn together a little bit, maybe a half an hour a week, and maybe if you start dominating and you start dominating, and you bring a little ruchness into your life, the ice will melt. And once the ice melts, even if the Yitzhara gets you again, you're one. You just gotta melt the ice. Even if you go into the freezer again, you became one. But you gotta melt the ice. If you're gonna stay ice, two ice cubes, you're never gonna get together. And I want you to know, that they started learning together Friday night. And he's not going to shul three times a day, but he's going to shul a, a, a little bit. And she actually went to a class. And the ice is beginning to melt. And the ice is beginning to melt. There has to be age. There has to be fire in a, in a person's marriage. And and that fire is ruchnius. The fire is ruchnius and the midos of, the, of both of them. And I ended off my share with them. I said, like, all this stuff with Zivug and the Rafaim Vital and Gilgulim, and who's my soulmate, I said, it all doesn't matter if both of them have Midos. And the greatest Midah in the world is that, first of all, Vayab is Sivloisam, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see that another person's pain. Saw Liros, that, that if your wife doesn't look so happy, so what's going on over here? 
and if her husband doesn't look so happy, what's going on over here? You know? But the most important thing is that it should make you happy to make other people happy. And I don't I don't mean that see because we had this whole in, in this discussion, I don't mean that if you go and help a child with cancer, so you go home and you feel accomplished because I helped someone today, so I'm happy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that when that kid smiles inside, you're smiling because all I want is that he should be happy. Not that because I'm helping him, that should make me happy that I helped someone today. That's already selfish. There's nothing to do with you. You have to be mavato yourself. That I am happy to see this person happy. Someone in shul, and I give this lady a dollar, right? And she's smiling. It's not about that I feel good that I gave the lady a... I am happy I made this lady smile. Your whole life, everyone in this room, your whole life, your every relationship, parents, God, children, wife, workplace, if it's based on that I'm happy when other people are happy, that's what makes me happy, you will have the most amazing life. So I walked around my office last two days, like, everyone be happy, and then they told me some song called Be Happy, whatever it is, <laughs> right? But that, I didn't, that wasn't about the song. That's, that, that is the greatest, that is the greatest level of, and, and, and Bhatia Basparo, she put out her hand, she put out her hand when it was impossible. And, and look what happened. She saved the leader of Kleistral. So there's nothing that's impossible in this world. There is no such word. Right? What is impossible? How do you spell it? I am possible. Letter I. You never heard that? It's very famous. The letter I am possible. There's no such word as impossible. It stands for I am possible. What? I'm possible, right? So everything's possible. So my bracha to everyone is that whatever you put your hand out, you should get a moish rabbeinu. Slach and bracha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.